of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Sakinson Day. We thank God for the grace to be alive and witness this new year 2019. So, Happy New Year! This episode features the first Bible study in 2019. It's also the first recorded Bible study. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this by sending us an email at thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com or send a message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. You can join in person or dial in using a conference call number. The original plan for this meeting was to continue the Bible series we began last year titled women in the Bible series and last year we studied Esther and concluded the book of Esther this year we plan to start by studying the life of Deborah in the book of Judges however because we moved by the Holy Spirit we got interrupted and on Tuesday of the week we were to meet for the Bible study God decided to um, interrupt us I saw a dream and God showed me three things that can take Christians to hell. In this episode, I'll be sharing one out of three things that make people that have once accepted Jesus into their lives to miss God's kingdom. So next, you'll be hearing a recording of our Bible study that we held on the 12th of January. We began with a hymn titled, God Give Me Light That I Might See. him we went on to the Bible study where I shared what God showed me with the women that attended the meeting I pray that God will speak to your heart as you listen hello hi who's joining us is this favor oh you're welcome I'm glad that you're able to join us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've sung the hymn and then we've talked about um, 
some preliminary discussions and now we are we are trying to see three things that can take um, a child a Christian someone that has already given his life to Christ three things that would still take that Christian to hell and that is the dream that God showed me on Tuesday and I just want to share it with us before diving into our usual study of women in the Bible so um, yeah so the first thing is not studying and reading the Word of God vigorously and the second thing is not praying vigorously and the third thing is being anxious for food and clothes so the first thing um, not studying the Word of God is taken from Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 <clears throat> 7 to 8 so um, let me just assign some Bible verses quickly I like Kelly to just open to Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 to 8 and um, <clears throat> Busola you can open to John chapter 14 verse 15 to 17 then favor please open to Luke chapter 11 verse 13 So um, I like to start with Kelly. Yeah. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Yeah, I hope everybody followed what that um, verse said. It said that this book of the law, in Joshua's time, the Bible was just the law. That is just, um, let's say, Genesis to Deuteronomy. And God was telling Joshua that this Bible you have, must always be on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you'll be able to do everything that it's written there and that's only when you'll be prosperous and successful so it says that this this word of God that we have we should always read it because if we if we don't always read it we would not know everything that is written there and then we'll not be able to do it and when we don't know everything written in the Bible, we will not be able to obey the commands, the commandments. In fact, we will think we are obeying the commandments just because we've not read it. We would not know how to obey it. And obeying the commandments of God makes us prosperous and successful. So, um, Busola, please read John 14, 15 to 17. Um, when I was um, starting, when I began, I was I explained the dream I had about a woman that killed herself and her husband. She's she she was a Christian, and I'm very sure that she did not she was not alone. She was filled with a demonic spirit, and that's why she was she had a, that boldness to actually destroy herself and her husband. So. So God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be in a vacuum. Your your body cannot have 
the spirit knows. There's a space that God has kept for himself. And if you don't fill it with the Holy Spirit, it's gonna, you're going to be filled with something else. Um, so, but how do we get this Holy Spirit? How do we get the Holy Spirit to come into us? Let's see. From where and um, from what the Sola has read, Jesus told us how to get this Holy Spirit in us so that we will not be filled with the spirit of depression or the spirit of anger or the spirit of sadness. We will not be filled with all these spirits. How do we get the Holy Spirit? So from John 14, 15 to 17, it says that the first thing to do is love me. Love me. Love Jesus. When you give your life to Christ, you love Jesus by surrendering your life to Christ. The next thing is, the second point there is keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. So love God. In order to keep his commandments, as we read in Joshua, we have to actually read these commandments. We have to read these commandments before we be able to even know what they are so that we can keep them. Love me, keep my commandments, and then I will ask the Father. Who is the Father? God. I would ask the Father, and he would give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. And that is the Holy Spirit. If you, um, okay, so he said the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. So this Holy Spirit is what will fill us and prevent this evil spirits or spirits that move around, making people do evil things from entering us. And we've just seen how to get it. And let's read Luke eleven thirteen. Yeah. So thank you very much. In addition to loving God, keeping his commandments, also God wants us to ask for this Holy Spirit. So ask for the Holy Spirit and then God will give it unto you. Jesus will tell his father to release the spirit unto you. Meaning that the the Jesus does not just release the Spirit, or the Father does not release the Spirit to just anybody. Imagine that many people are walking all over this world, and all around this world, without the Holy Spirit. That's the source of all the corruption and every bad thing you see around you. Theft and evil around us. Greed, love of money, and injustice, heartlessness, lack of empathy. For the fact that many people have not asked for the Holy Spirit, many people don't even know how to ask for the Holy Spirit. So, um, I wrote here that if you love someone, you would love to spend time with them. If you love Jesus, you would love to spend time reading His Word, praying, doing His will. So, I said the lady in the dream was possessed with the spirit of anger. This is because she has not obeyed God's word, as Joshua said. When you read God's word and meditate, you will be careful to obey the commands that, God, that are in God's word. She refused to read and obey God's word, and she was not given the Holy Spirit, even though she was a Christian. 
she had already given her life to Christ. So, and that's very sad. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will have other spirits. The spirit of heaviness, the spirit of depression, anger. In fact, there's a part in the Bible that says seven, if, if someone has the Holy Spirit or if someone, um, I'm trying to try to think about how the verse is. If someone gives his life to Christ, this is how Jesus said, if someone gives his life to Christ, it's like God coming to sweep his heart for him. But if he, if he sweeps his heart clean of all the evil spirits that he left. So when God comes to give your life to Christ, God will sweep out that heart. But if it's empty and that spirit moves around, I'll, I'll share the, the portion of the Bible with you later. If it's empty and the spirit moves around, it's going to cause several more people. If he sees that that place is still empty and comes and come and stay, come back there, and the person become worse than he was before. This is someone that has swept the place by surrendering his life to Christ. If you don't ask for this Holy Spirit to come and live in that coin place, that spirit that was in you before would go drag several more spirits and come there. Have you read that part of the Bible before? Okay. Um, maybe we should read it. Let's let's try to read it. <clears throat> This is how I search. <laughs> okay, Matthew 12. So let's read Matthew 12 verse. <clears throat> verse 43. Let's start from 43. To 45. Let's see. Um, Kelly, please read for us. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places, seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes it, takes with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. These are the words of Jesus. And he was trying to tell, tell them that, be careful. If you're coming to me, you have to come to me with all your heart. So, just as I said before, when you are a child of God, you have to invite the Holy Spirit into your heart. At the point of being born again, invite your Holy Spirit. As Jesus cleanses you with his blood, cleanses your heart with his blood, invite the Holy Spirit to always come and live in you. Amen. Um, let's re let me assign some more Bible um, portions since we have more time. Um, unlike um, Kelly, please open Luke 4 verse 14 to 21. And um, favor, please open John 6, verse 63. And I will open Hebrews 4, verse 20. So it says here that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has sent me to do all these things. 
all this ministry. And it was Isaiah prophesying about this. So if if Favor would read, or maybe I think it's Kelly. Is if Kelly would read Luke chapter four verse fourteen to twenty one. Jesus, re Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in the synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as, he was, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recover, recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. So Jesus quoted. Isaiah, that said exactly the same thing, and it says, I'm the one that Isaiah was talking about. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, to, and because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Um, verse 2 says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance, to comfort all those who mourn, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to Restore them with a crown of beauty instead of ashes. So I'm going to be explaining like when Jesus came, instead of you having an Holy Spirit, he's going to replace it with the Holy Spirit. And this, all, these are other things he's going to replace. Beauty, um, it's going to replace ashes for beauty. So if your life has been filled with ashes or sadness or sorrow, he's going to replace it with beauty. He's going to replace the oil of joy. Um, he's going to replace mourning with the oil of joy. And all those evil spirits, the spirit of despair, the spirit of um, depression, the spirit of um, heaviness. Some version says the spirit of heaviness. God is going to replace it with the garment of praise. So as Christians, filled with the Holy Spirit, you, there's no room to say I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling sad. Because the will of God concerning us is to always rejoice, no matter what. Something very troubling happened to me on Wednesday. And... After writing all these nice things for the dream, and I did not even feel as if anything happened to me, because I, because I know I know the knowledge. Many people don't know. I know that God's will is for me to rejoice every day. In every situation, is to be rejoicing, and that's not normal. Because normally, if anything bad happens to you, you have to be depressed. You have to feel bad about it. Be worried. Call everybody. You know. And no, I was just at peace. And we. With the peace. In fact, when I heard the news, I was praising God, and that's not normal. And I'm happy that I was praising God because it means I'm growing as a Christian, right? I'm growing. Normally, if that thing happens, I'll be on my bed and I'll be just be sobbing and crying all day, calling everybody to help me bed this person. And if the person has done something to me, then blah blah blah. But I just, I was at peace with the person. I thank the person for what the person said, and and I'm going to move on. And God is already giving me solutions to it, so. Just rejoice, mm -hmm. rejoice, and move forward. Just rejoice because that's the will of God for you to always rejoice. Just thank God for everything, knowing that everything will work together for your own good. Everything works together for the good of the Christian. So, 
replacing the garment of mourning, God has replaced it with praise. So if anything comes and you are supposed to cry in that situation, start praising God in that situation. So he said they will be called, as the Christians will be called the oak of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I believe that God gave me this message on Tuesday so that on Wednesday, whatever happened to me, I would just mm -hmm. remember it and I would survive it, mm -hmm. right? So that is it. Um, the Holy Spirit replaces all evil spirit. Okay, one more. We've not read John 6, 63. It says, the spirit gives life and flesh counts for nothing. The, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. So, the spirit gives life. How do we read the word of God? Like, before I used to read the word of God, I just, I read a chapter a day when I was a young Christian. And I, in fact, I read it just because of, it's like by obligation, like you're obligated to read it as a Christian. Just like the dream, God said, my people or the church read the Bible just because it's something good to do and it's something more. So I'll just read the chapter and rush through the ch chapter. I'm like, oh, thank God, I've read the Bible today. And that is not a good way to read. You have to study it. Mm -hmm. If you don't get anything from that chapter, you have to sit down and ask God, please speak to me through your word. Why? Because in 63, it says that the Spirit gives life. The flesh comes from the words. These are God's words that I've spoken to you as spirits and your life. So this word is supposed to come into you, supposed to make sense to you, supposed to give you life. And if it's just ordinary words or like a newspaper, or you, it feels like you're reading a newspaper, that means God is not releasing that word to you. And he doesn't release it to just anybody. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord are with them that fear him. So he releases it to people that fear him and people that ask for it. Just like he says, ask for the Holy Spirit. So when you want to read the Bible, you pray and you say, God, you kneel down and say, God, please speak to me through your word. Help me get something from your word. And be expecting to receive by having your pen and your, your booklet to, to write down, jot down whatever God, has, God is going to speak to you. And it works for me every time. Like sometimes I read the whole chapter and I don't even understand. I just know that it's the story of Esther, like that story of Esther, chapter 3. And I... Read the whole story. I'm like, okay, so that's the story. I know the story. And I said, God, you've not given me the life that in this chapter. Man. Yeah, mm -hmm. you've not given me the life in this chapter. And I looked at the verse one and two again, and I was like, wow, I got one inspiration from my God. And he said, he said to me like, this is supposed to be the first chapter of Esther, the chapter where Haman plotted to kill the whole. Um, the big picture was for for God to save the Jews. If Vashti was a good woman, she would have. The story of Esther would not even the book of Esther wouldn't be called Esther. It would have been called maybe the saving of the Jews in Persia or something. So if Vashti was a good woman, God would have used her. Mm -hmm. That chapter three was the reason why that book was written. The plan to kill the whole Jews in the kingdom. So that's so God was like, this is the reason why I made us that thing. Like, do you do you understand? Like God just yeah. spoke to me, like this is the first, this is a big picture after wow. Sorry about saying that. Okay. So all the story about Esther being bringing me up to find myself in chapter two. 
wouldn't have been easy not to perpetuate That's mm -hmm. interesting. So if you've not gotten something different from what anybody else saw, what the pastors, because the pastors actually do the same thing. They beg God, please explain to me what is in this place. And then God speaks to them and they come and preach and you're like, wow, this pastor is so awesome. Mm -hmm. The pastor went to kneel down, open the Bible, read the word of God and beg God to explain life, the life in the word of God to him. So if you find yourself reading the Bible and you're sleeping and nodding off or that's not the way to do it. Yeah, you just pray to God, God, explain this to me. I just see this as a foundation for our Bible studies because just to make you more effective in reading the Bible and praying to God. So if I'm to read um, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, he says, he's talking about the word of God as well. He says that the, the word of God is alive and active. Imagine the word of God being alive. It's not just a, a word in the dead newspaper, words in the dead newspaper, but it's alive and it's active. And what does it do? It's sharper than any double-edged sword. That's Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing, even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That is how powerful the word of God is. It can convict sinners of their sins. It can penetrate through the soul and the spirit. It can heal, point, penetrating through your flesh, your joints, your marrow. And that's how powerful the word of God is when it, it speaks to your heart. I pray that God will help us to read his word. And I think I'm going to bring this part. This part is going to come to a close with just the... The word of God, um, explaining what is left of the word of God. Next week, we'll see the second thing, or next two weeks, we'll see the second thing that takes people that have given their life to Christ, that's the Christian, that would still take them to hell. In that dream, I heard Jesus say, three things that make my children go to hell every day. People die every day, even Christians mm -hmm. die every day. In whatever way, maybe we don't have time to that I beg to say, God, please cleanse me and forgive me my sins, and they just die suddenly, or on the road, an accident, whatever. But because their minds are not right with God at that moment, they cannot go into God's kingdom. And these are the three things, not reading the word of God vigorously, not praying vigorously, and being anxious. Those are the three things I heard from God, being anxious for money, clothes, worrying about Oh, how am I going to do this? God doesn't want you to worry. You can pray about it. You can plan, but let it not linger in your heart. You can plan your future. That's not bad to plan. But to worry and just occupy your mind and think about how it's... I pray that God will explain it to you, like, differently. Different... God sees different things as worries to different people. If I keep worrying about it, my grade is different from you, whatever God sees as worries. So you tell God, God, what am I worrying? Am I being anxious? Then you say, God, please remove it from me. For me, help me to relax and rest on you and depend on you forever. So these are the three things, and there's a whole bunch of things that God inspired me to write that night when I woke up about praying and being anxious. And we've just treated reading the Word of God vigorously, 
I just have just one last part of reading the Word of God, and then we'll bring the meeting to a close and we'll just continue with the rest in subsequent meetings. So, if we, let's let's everybody open to um, Galatians chapter five, verse nineteen to twenty-six. Galatians five nineteen to twenty-six. So I wrote here that the Holy Spirit replaces all these bad spirits for people that obey his words and his commands. Evil spirit that fills the people in the world should not be found in a Christian. And what are these spirits? When we see Galatians 9, 5 verse 19 to 21, it gives a list of all these spirits that fills the people of the world. Verse 19 says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality is a kind of spirit. Impurity, drunkenness, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those things, sorry, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And in verse 22, we see what the Holy Spirit gives when it comes into the hearts of a Christian and what we are supposed to be exhibiting. So if you are exhibiting this, you'll be sure that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And these are the fruits. So it says, 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. So these are what um, a person filled with the Spirit will exhibit. And I pray that God will help us to have this in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this is like the end of the first part, reading Bible with a vigorously. And why do we read the Bible? To be able to obey what is written there. And why are we trying to obey what is written there? So that God will ask the Father to send his Holy Spirit to live in us and so that we can exhibit this good properties. I pray that God will help us. Let's just pray about the word we just heard. I don't know how um God is talking to your heart. If God is speaking to you about one area in your life that you need to invite the Holy Spirit to, please do that. Thank you for listening. I hope you were blessed. And till we come your way again next time, stay blessed.